welcome to 1-800-GODS-LOVE. I'm your host, Lamika Odoms. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to jump straight into the episode um, after I pray. Father God, I come to you once again, Lord, just thanking you for the opportunity to be in your presence, Lord God. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you continue to do. Father God, I thank you for what you've already done. Father God, I ask, Lord, that you continue to lead me and guide me in the way that you see fit. I pray that the Holy Spirit in me will increase while the flesh in me decreases. I pray, Father God, that this information, this word does not fall on deaf ears, but Lord, people will hear it. They will take heed to it. And then, Father God, that they will be obedient. I pray, Father God, that your will will be done. Nothing more, nothing less. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you continue to do in and through me. I thank you for this platform. Lord, I love you and I thank you. All these things I ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen, 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 and amen. So this episode is not going to be long. Um, My oldest son recently experienced a loss of a loved one, a close loved one. And during the funeral or prior to the funeral, I will say, I found myself asking this question about this loved one. So I'm going to give you a little bit of um, background on the individual. So my son, my oldest son, he lost who was like a little brother to him. So my oldest son's grandparents adopted a son when he was a baby. My son is 24 and Isaiah was 21. And, um, this loss, while my son has experienced other losses, both of my grandparents have passed away. My grandfather passed away in 2018. My grandmother passed away in 2021. And both of them took part in raising my son. When I got pregnant, I was living with my grandparents. I lived with them until I graduated high school and moved out on my own. Whenever I started working, my son, my oldest son and my youngest son would go to my grandparents' house when I had to work second shift. They would go to my grandparents' house whenever I was going out. So him losing my grandparents was something, it was serious. And it was like me losing my parents because like I said, they had been there and helping. I moved in with them whenever I was 13, but prior to that, I used to go to my grandparents' house every weekend. Then I moved in with them full time whenever I turned 13. So he experienced that loss. He also lost his biological grandfather on his dad's side and then his step-grandfather on his dad's dad's side, which was like his biological grandfather because his biological grandfather was not living locally. So he spent more time with his step-grandfather. So he's lost some close people in his life. However, him losing Isaiah, it was it hit different. And I say it hit different because I experienced something that I had never experienced. When, when my grandparents passed away, We was both grieving. Now, I was grieving during the loss of Isaiah. However, I started realizing that my son was experiencing a pain that I could do nothing about. It's kind of like you having a, a young baby, a newborn baby, three months or so, and the baby don't been changed. You don't fed the baby. 
but the baby keep crying. You don't know what's wrong. It's kind of like, I want to, I want to be able to relieve whatever it is that's got you crying, but I don't know where the pain is. I don't know what's wrong with you. Well, my son during this, this whole process, um, it was a pain that I seen, but it was nothing that I could do besides go to God in prayer and ask God to keep him covered and to wrap his loving arms around him. When I say Isaiah was like a little brother to him, like I said, his grandparents adopted Isaiah when he was a baby. So he grew up with Isaiah. He spent a lot of time with his grandparents at his grandparents' house with Isaiah. Every weekend, he was at his grandparents' house. Holidays, he was at his grandparents' house. So Isaiah was a little brother to him. But I realized it was nothing besides love on him and pray for him. There was nothing I could do. And still, it's still nothing I can do. He's still grieving. Um, Isaiah passed away. Isaiah died on January the 17th, I believe it was. It was a couple of days before my birthday. And one of the things that I found myself, this is where the whole um, podcast come from. One of the things that I find myself, and I realized this, is... I was questioning if Isaiah was saved because I didn't know. I had seen Isaiah the Friday before Christmas and he just, he smiled, greeted me with a smile like he always does. But I realized, and I told my best friend this, is that I'm noticing that when I hear someone pass away and if I don't know, I question, was that person saved? So, I want to challenge you, and this goes for me too, because I haven't always did this, but I want to challenge you when you are having conversations with people, when you come in contact with people, especially if you don't know, I challenge you to start a conversation with them and and be mindful. You have to meet people where they at, but I challenge you to start a conversation with them that will lead to you getting a understanding if you don't already know if this individual is saved. And I say that because I started questioning and somehow God answers the prayer through the um, funeral service. But, um, I told my best friend, I said, I start finding myself when people, when people I noticed on passed away, whether it's a distant cousin or, or not, if I don't know, I say, I wonder if he or she was saved. And I realized while I'm sitting up here wondering that I can have a conversation with an individual to see if they have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Like it doesn't take much. Now don't be aggressive whenever you approach people because you got to meet people where they at. And if you try to push God on people or push the word of God on people or try to judge people on where they're currently at in their life, if you, if you see them sinning or you know they sinning and you try to go to them and try to, um, you know, in the past, or it might be still going on. I don't know, but people try to scare you into giving your life to God. And I, like, that's not going to work. That is not going to work. We have to meet people where they are currently at in life, meet them where they currently at and allow that to open up a door to have a conversation with them concerning God. If they believe in God and their salvation, if you don't know that they're saved, <sighs> Needless to say, while I was questioning that during a funeral service, 
Um, I learned that Isaiah did get saved last summer when he came back from a friend's funeral. So even though I didn't know prior, I learned that he did get saved and give his life to Jesus Christ. And I'm so grateful for that. But I want to challenge you. And it, like I said, it goes for myself too. I want to challenge you that when you holding conversations with people when you, and, and you might have people in your life right now that you socialize with, you hang out with, or you may interact with, and you don't even know if they saved or not. You, and just because somebody talk about God, just because somebody pray, just because you hear them say that they pray does not mean that they've given a life to Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that. So I challenge you to be more intentional about learning if people have given their life to Jesus Christ learn, learn about whether they, maybe you've never heard them mention God. Maybe you've never heard them mention prayer or anything like that. Like I, I challenge you, I challenge you, I challenge you to bring up conversations because at the end of the day, God doesn't want anybody's soul to be lost. Nobody's at all. And you can Google the salvation prayer. Um, I attend Elevation Church. And at the end of Elevation Church service, we always say a prayer. And we say it together as a group for those who have who are not saved but want to give their life to Christ. We say it as a group. And then at the end, you know, the pastor may say, um, if this was your first time um, giving your life to Christ, raise your hand. They do that because they want to they give the people Bibles and want to get connected to them. But... You can go to the Bible when it comes to the salvation prayer. Um, you, I just, I pulled up one from Google that I'm going to read to you all, but I encourage you all. I challenge you. I challenge you. I challenge you. I challenge you. Especially if you got people in your circle right now, you don't even know if they believe in God. You don't even know if they've been saved or not. I challenge you to start that conversation. I challenge you to meet them wherever they're at in life and start that conversation. Because I, like I told my best friend, I'm finding myself asking that question more and that shouldn't be the case. Like, and at the end of the day, we, we cannot force nobody to be saved, but we can open up the door to have a conversation with them and see if it's impressed on a heart to give their life to Jesus Christ. So I'm going to read this prayer from, um, Google that I found. And basically a lot of you that already listen to me, you already know what it means to be saved. It's basically you believing in Jesus Christ. You believe in that Jesus Christ is the son of God. He died on the cross for our sins. He rose on the third day. I, like it's, but here's the prayer. Jesus, Lord, Jesus, Lord, Lord, Jesus, I repent of my sins and I surrender my life. Wash me clean. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he died on the cross for my sins and rose again on the third day for my victory. I believe that in my heart and I make a confession with my mouth that Jesus is my savior. Jesus is my Lord and savior. It's a simple salvation prayer. Um, and like I said, it's all about an individual believing that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that it's admitting that we are sinners, number one, because we are sin. We're born in sin. It's admitting that we're sinners. But it's believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died on the cross for our sins. And then he rose on, a, on the third day for us to have victory. 
So basically, the person is confessing with their mouth and believing in their heart who Jesus Christ is. That's all salvation is. But I encourage you, and I like I said, again, I challenge you, and this goes for me as well. And this is basically where this episode podcast came from because I, I shouldn't be questioning it, especially if it's somebody close in proximity of me. I should, somebody that I knew real close, intimate family. Like I should not be questioning that. Now, when it comes to the people that, um, that I consider to be in my small circle, cause my circle is very small. I know those people are saved. I know they've given their life to Jesus Christ. I know they believe that he died on a, he's the son of God and that he died on the cross and rose on the third day, you know, for our sins, for us to have victory. I know that. But then again, there's also some people I just started um, at a new company. There's also some people that I work with that I don't know if everybody's saved. I know some of them are, and I know about the owner and what the owner has shared with me. But a lot of them I don't even, a lot of them I haven't even met. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of them I haven't even met because it's virtual. I work virtually. I work from home with this company. So a lot of them I haven't even met in person just on a virtual meeting. But at the end of the day, I challenge you to, and you can start with whoever you hang out with, especially if you don't know. If you don't know if they've given their life to Jesus Christ, I challenge you to start that conversation. Meet them where they at and start that conversation because at the end of the day, we don't want nobody's soul to be lost. We, I mean, hell is real. Whether you whether people believe it or not, hell is real. I rather believe that there's a heaven than die not believing and end up in hell. Like I listen, I, I'm a firm believer hell is real. I'm a firm believer that when we leave this earth, when our souls leave our bodies, the Bible tells us that when Jesus returned, the dead in Christ is gonna rise first. That's what the Bible tells us. I'm 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 listen, I'm I'm a firm believer that this is not it, this is not our eternal home. We're just passing through. So I strongly encourage you and challenge you to do that. I, I challenge you to start the conversation if you had if you don't know, especially if you don't know, and meet them where they at. Like I said, don't be trying to push God on people, um, push the Bible on people, meet people where they at. It don't matter what they're struggling with. I got a close relationship with God. I hear from God, but I still have things in my life that I struggle with. And I get up and I remind when stuff go on and I see myself doing something that I know is not pleasing to God. I repent and I ask the Holy Spirit to help me in that area. Help me in that area because I know I'm not going to always get it right. I'm not no perfect being. I'm not going to always get it right. But because of where I met with my relationship with God, I do know that now whenever I commit a sin, it's different from whenever I did it in the past. In the past, whenever I would commit a sin, I'll just commit a sin and just go on about my business as if I hadn't did anything wrong. Now, whenever I commit a sin, commit a sin, I feel the conviction and I want to turn and do the right thing. I want to be quick to repent and turn and do the right thing. Then I have self-talks with myself and be like, okay, now Mika, come on, you got to do better than that now. You know better than that. I, something that my my older son told me years ago about a situation I had gotten myself in. He was like, Mama, come on now. You got to make better decisions than that. I tell myself that sometimes. When I don't did something that I know was not pleasing to God and I feel a conviction, I'd be like, now, come on now. You got to do better than that. You know better. So I challenge you this week to have that conversation. 
Allow God to open up a door to have that conversation. Father God, I come to you once again, Lord, just thanking you. Thanking you for all you've done. Thanking you, Lord, for paying a high price for us. I thank you, Lord, for sending your son to the cross to die for our sins. Our perfect, your son was perfect, didn't commit no sins. Yet you sacrificed his life on the cross for us so that we can have victory, so that we can have eternal life with you. I thank you, Lord. Lord, I ask that you give us the boldness, give us the courage to be able to initiate and have that conversation with people that we, we don't know if they're saved or not. I pray Lord that you would have, you would allow the timing to be perfect. You would open up the door for us to be able to have that conversation and to help us to be mindful, to meet people where they're at. Don't try to be pushy and don't try to force because God that forcing something is not of your nature. You allow us to have free will. You don't force us into no relationship with you. You allow us to have free will. So Lord, I pray that you help us to be mindful of that. Whenever we start having these conversations with individuals, and then Lord, I also pray that when we start, when we see people or know people in our lives or see people struggling with a sin, I pray Lord that we're quick to, we're quick to cover them in prayer and not gossip about them. I pray that we're quick to cover the individual in prayer concerning that sin instead of gossiping about them, Lord God, Lord, I ask that you would have your way. I pray for each and every individual that hears this podcast. I pray for their entire week. Father God, I pray that you would show up in ways that only you can show up in their lives, Lord. I pray for those that are in need. God, you know the needs of your people. While you're all knowing, I don't. I pray for their needs, Lord, and I pray that their their needs will be met according to your riches and glory. Father God, I pray that your will will be done in their lives, Lord God. Not their will, but Lord, whatever your will is, I pray that your will will be done in their lives. Lord, I love you and I thank you. All these things I ask in your son, Jesus' name. Amen, 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 and amen. Y'all, I didn't even give you the episode title. Episode title is Just Ask. That's the episode title. Just Ask.